Uh, one second, somebody just chucked something from the second story. Let me uh, make sure that there's no issues over here. One sec. Uh, all right, uh, only minor damage. Uh, uh, really nothing major, but let's see if they uh, admit to it. I mean, I do have photos and everything. I mean, it's uh, not the end of the day. Nothing's really broken, just a, a planter or something. But uh, let's see. Let's see if they uh, take responsibility for it. Uh, uh, I guess it's not the end of the world, but it's the kind of thing that, you know, you kind of want to see, like, hmm, are they going to do the right thing or not? You know what I mean? Anyways. Hey, friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Pedalit, Daf 84 of Mesechta Yuvamis, you know? So, uh, friends, Daf, you know, the, we're starting the ninth parak of Mesechta Yuvamis. It's called Yesh Mutaris. There are those who are permitted. Honestly, I prefer uh, the name of this parak to the name of the previous parak. But I'll go upon him. All right. Uh, well, I guess maybe maybe this is representative of of, of new subject matter. I, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. Well, uh, we're going to talk about different relations. I, it's Yavamis, friends. It's still Yavamis. What do you want me to tell you? You know, it's like a I don't know what it's... I have ideas what it's like, but I'm not going to share what it's like. But at the end of the day, it's still Yavamas. Even if it's not Perika Aurel, but it's still Yavamas. We're talking about Kohen Gadol's, Gushas Vachalutzes, you know, Tcholos, you know, Ptsuadake. What do you want me to tell you? Friends, let's get started. We're on Tafpeh Dalid at the beginning of the Perik. Yej Mutaris Levalem Vasuris Levmein. There are some relationships... Where the husband and wife are permitted to one another, but if he goes to Wellwood and then there's a Yibum, so the Yibum would be a problem. There are certain situations where the husband and wife are not permitted to one another, but if the husband goes to Wellwood and then they have to do um, Yibum, so that would be per, that would be a permitted Yibum. And there are some situations where it's okay to be married to each other, and it's okay to do even with each other in the event that Wellwood calls. And uh, there are also situations where um, they're not allowed to be married to each other, and if Wellwood calls, um, Yibum is not an option either. Okay, Wellwood. Fine. Um, and the following are permitted to be as a married couple, but if the husband goes to Wellwood, so then Yibum uh, would not be allowed. Koyin Hejit, Shinosa Salmoni. Well, if you have a Koyin and the Koyin marries a, a widow, that's acceptable. Vyeshlo Ach Koyin Gadol. But his brother is the high priest. Now the high priest is not allowed to marry a widow. So now if this husband goes to Wellwood, so then the high priest is not going to be able to marry um, his uh, widow. Well, let's call them Ruvain and uh, Sarah. We haven't used Ruvain and Sarah in a while, but uh, okay. Ruvain goes to Wellwood. Shim is the Kohen Gadol, so you can't do so. So in that case, the the, the marriage between uh, Ruvain and Sarah is acceptable, but the Yibum between Shimon and Sarah would not be okay. The Gemara is going to ask, even if Ruvain wasn't married to a widow, even if he was married to a Basula, still Shimon would not be able to marry her since once Ruvain dies, she's then a widow. Okay, the Gemara is going to ask that. Fine. Uh, fine. Coin Hedget, 
What I, we just read that, right? Coin hedget shenasa samona v'yeshlo ach coin galon. Next, next. Chalol shenasa k'sheri v'yeshlo ach kasher. What if you have a chalol? Meaning, a coin was a chalol. Of course, I had a friend in high school. He thought he was a chalol. And um, so, so you have a chalol. And he marries a k'sheri. Chalol marries a k'sheri. Um, now, the problem with that is that since they're married, the assumption is that they're having intercourse. Which makes her a chalala. So their marriage is okay. But the fact of the matter is that she becomes a chalala v'yeshlo ach kosher. And then if, you, you know, Ruven in this case, who's the chalala, goes to Wellwood. And Shimon is just a regular kayin, but she's now a chalala. And a kayin can't marry a chalala. So therefore, um, that make, that becomes a problem. Yisrael shen also bas Yisrael. If you have Yisrael, who's married to Abbas Yisrael, okay, that's obviously acceptable. Vyeshlach Mamzer. But uh, the brother, Shimon, is a Mamzer. Is a Mamzer. So, so the brother, Shimon, is a Mamzer. So, of course, if Reuven goes to Wellwood, so even though Reuven and Sarah are allowed to be married, because Yisrael and Yisraelis, but if Reuven goes to Wellwood, so then um, Shimon, who's a Mamzer, cannot do Yibum with um, Sarah. Mamzer Shinoso Mamzeris. If you have a Mamzer who's married to Mamzeris, that's of course acceptable, right? A Mamzer marries a Mamzeris. Vyeshloach Yisrael. But Shimon, the brother, is a Yisrael who is not allowed to marry a Mamzeris. Um, and therefore, the Yibum would not be okay. Mutarz Levalem Vasurus Livmen. All of these are examples where the, the marriage is acceptable, but the, um, but the Yibum is not. Right. I'm a little distracted now because there's all these workers right outside my window who obviously are making a big mess and they're making noise and stuff like that. And they caused a little minimal damage. But uh, I'm just like a little distracted. Like, are they going to knock on the door and like say, what do we do? Like, I'm not really, in, I'm in the middle of recording. So I'm not really in a position to kind of, you know, make quick decisions. So I'm a little distracted by this. Um, maybe if they knock on the door, what should I, friends, what should I do? Uh, maybe, maybe let's make a plan. Let's make a plan. If these people knock on the door, the thing is, if they knock on the door to say, like, this happened, I'm not really in a position where, like, like I, I have to, like, make a decision. Like, I don't want to say, like, it's okay, it's okay, because then I said it's okay, and that's, so, but I'm also not, not in a position where I can talk about it right now, because I'm busy. So, I can also just ignore them. If they knock on the door, I just ignore it. I took photos of the broken planter, and, like, if we want to pursue it later, we can, you know? That's probably what I'll do. I'll probably just ignore them. It's just a little bit distracting. Um, fine. Anyways, um, friends, well, if you have any other options, let me know. I mean, by the time you hear this, of course, it'll be uh, about a week too late. But, uh, okay, let me know. Next. Thanks for helping me out over there. Fine. Next. Now, the following people are, uh, you know, the Yibum would be okay, but when they're married... It's not okay. Now I'm curious. Something else just fell. One second. Friends, this is life in Eretz Yisrael. People come by to do stuff. And, you know. Uh, but remember, the Paris of Eretz Yisrael are second to none. Okay, so they moved the big box. But I don't... Uh, I didn't look to check the broken mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I'll do that later. Because I don't want them to see me. I'm busy. Alright. Now. So the following are permitted uh, to do Yibum. But not as a, a husband and wife. So if you have a high priest who marries a widow, that is not allowed. 
Okay, so that's a, uh, red chick. Well, oh, friends, you hear this? Friends, friends, you have to pay attention. Very subtle. He did Kiddushin, but not Nisuin. If they got married and they had intercourse, so then she becomes a Chalala. But here they only did Kiddushin. Now that's not allowed. But Hejit, and there's a, he's got a brother's a Koin Hejit. Now if the, if the high priest goes to Wellwood, so then, so then his widow, who they never slept with each other, is the assumption. So she's not a Chalala. So she's just a widow. She could then do Yibum with the brother. Kosher Shinosa Chalala. If you have a Koyin who married a Chalala. A Koyin who marries a Chalala. So now he's, that, 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 that's not okay, right? He's not a Koyin, a Koyin and a Chalala are not allowed to uh, get married. So now Vyeshlo, right? Uh, fine. Vyeshlo Ach Chalo. Now his brother is a Chalo though. So now if he goes to Wellwood, right? Ruvain, the Kosher Koyin who married the Chalala, which is not ex- not allowed, but if Ruvain goes to Wellwood, so then Shimon, who's a Chalal, can marry this his his widow, who's a Chalala. Yisrael should also mamzeris. If you have a Yisrael who marries a mamzeris, that's not allowed. Ve'eshlach mamzer, but his brother's a mamzer. So if the Yisrael goes to Wellwood, so the brother who's a mamzer could marry his widow, who's a mamzeris. Mamzer should also bas Yisrael. If you have a mamzer who marries a bas Yisrael, that is not allowed. Ve'eshlach Yisrael. And he's got a, uh, so again, Mamzer Shenoso Basisol, right? Mamzer who is married to a Basisol, so that's not allowed, but Vieshlo Achisol, but his brother is not a Mamzer. So if he goes to Wellwood, the brother who's Yisrael could do Yibum with uh, his widow who's a, who's a Yisraelis as well. Mutars leave main Basus those are examples where Yibum would be okay, but the, um, relationship is not. Velo Asurus uh, the following are not okay, both as marriage as well as Yibum. If a high priest marries a um, widow, which is not allowed, and, his, and, he, and he goes to Wellwood, and I guess then his brother becomes the high priest, so his brother would be unable to do um, Yibum, of course, because she's a priest, uh, because she's a Amona. Friends, you hear that? Or a Koyen Hedjit, right? So again, so in this case, we're talking about Shenosa. Let's read that again. Koyen Gadol Shenosa Esoamona. If you have a high priest who marries, i.e. they had intercourse with each other, which makes her a Chalala, and then Vyeshla Ach Koyen Gadol and O Koyen Hedjit, and then his brother is either also a high priest, right? I imagine that there's only... Well, that's an interesting question. We did see in, in Yoma that there could be potentially two coin Gadols in some cases, but but maybe we can even talk about where, you know, after the coin Gadol went to Wellwood, so his brother became coin Gadol, whatever it is. So his brother, of course, would be unable to um, do Yibum with um, this with uh, this widow. Now, but even the brother who's a, who's a regular Koyin would be unable to do Yibum with her because since the high priest married this widow and had intercourse with her, so then Mimele She's a halala, and therefore the uh, brother, who's even a regular priest, cannot do even with her. Excuse me. Okay. Where am I? Okay. Kosher. So a regular koyin. She knows a halala who marries a halala. So that's not allowed. Vyeshlo ach kosher. And he is a brother who's not a halal. So in that case, well, since he married a halal, uh, so in that case, so kosher, she knows a halala, that's not okay. And his brother's also a kosher, which means that they also can't do 
yibum because right meaning the brother who's a kosher cannot be married to her because she's a halala and the brother can't do yibum with her either because she's a halala. Yisrael should also mamzeris if you have Yisrael who married a mamzeris v'yeshalach Yisrael and the brother is also regular Yisrael so neither he nor his brother would be able to be married to her either by by marriage or by a yibum. Mamzer Shenosa Basisol or a Mamzer who married a Basisol. Vishlach Mamzer, but his brother is also Mamzer. So neither he nor his brother would be able to marry, be married to this Basisol. So in those cases, um, they're not able to be married and they're not able to do Yibum. The brothers can't do Yibum in the event that Wellwood calls. Anybody want to be buried in Wellwood? Not me. Not me. Not me. And Mistama, I prefer to be buried in Asisol. Yeah. 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 What's uh what's the what's the positive at the end of uh of uh of uh oh Let's go weiter. and all the other situations uh so you know you can get you know in all the other regular situations where people get married and they have siblings, so you can get married, you can do yibum, you know, all sorts of stuff. Fine. Fine. How, I wonder how much room they have in Wellwood. My dad might know. But he might just know about the Shinover. My dad, he, my dad's, he, I probably shouldn't say anything. I don't know what he wants me to say or not. Right, forget about, forget I said anything. For, you know, forget, forget I said anything. Just forget I said anything. Um, fine. 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 Shnis medivre. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask my father if I have to delete that. I hope not, because I, 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 that's extra work for me. Fine. Leave men. Shnis medivre sofim. Oh, so now we get to shnis. Oh, friends, remember shnis? Shnis are things that um, are not technically arise, but midir abanu they arise. So, for example, your mother's mother. <laughs> okay. So shnis medivre sofim. So shnis lebavlo shnis liyavim. So, for example, if you have a guy. Uh, and he's married to his mother's mother. Okay, let's not just try not to think about that. Um, <laughs> but um, his brother would not be a situation of mother's mother. Okay. So so she's permitted to the um, husband. <laughs> so 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 she's forbidden to the husband, but permitted to the yavam. Uh, if she is a shnia to the um, Yavam, but not to the husband. So then, asur liyavam mutaris levals. So that she's permitted to the uh, husband, but forbidden to the yavam. Shnei laze velaze, asur laze velaze. If uh, uh, I don't know, like this woman is the mother's mother of both the husband and and the brother, then it's a problem for both. Ein la loksube. Now, in this case, when it comes to shnees, so if you get married to a shnees. So then there's no ksubit, so like nichsei malug, for example, you know, he's not chayev to, to pay her back for the nichsei malug, it's like some kind of knas, apparently we're going to have to explain in the Gemara why the knas is, it seems to be on her, but uh, anyways, in lo ksubit, so she, uh, he, he wouldn't, if, if like there's this marriage between, uh, you know, shniyas larayas, so then she cannot claim uh, the, the fruits that he ate from the nichsei malug, uh, no, I'm sorry. Right, right. She cannot ask back. Right, she cannot. You know, if they get divorced, she can't say, "Okay, now give me back my nichsayt son barzel." Velo Paris, nor can she ask to be paid back for the fruits that he consumed of nichsay malug. Velo mizonis, he doesn't have to. You know, 
pay for her food and stuff. And also if there's like garments and stuff, uh, she can't ask for them back. That's like a nichsei tzom barzal kind of thing. They have blood kosher. But at the end of the day, the child is not a mamzer because midoraisa, it's, it's a kosher marriage. Fine. We force them to get, you know, to get, I guess, divorced because midoraisa, it's a marriage. Almona l'koi ingadol, or if you have an almona, a widow who marries a high priest, grushav achlutz l'koi ingadol, or a um, divorcee or a chalutzi marries a uh, regular koin, a regular priest, mamzeris nesina l'Yisrael, or a mamzeris or a nesina who marries a Yisrael bas Yisrael the nosen the mamzer, or a bas Yisrael who marries a nosen or a mamzer yishloin ksube. In that case, the taka is a ksube. Okay, so even though it's a lav, there's nonetheless. My area the Tani Nose Lesne Kidesh. Friends, you hear the Kasha? Who can tell me the Kasha? The Kasha is that the right we said Right? The following people are permitted to be married, but they're not allowed to do even Koin Hejit Right? We said if you have a regular priest who's married to a widow, and we're gonna ask in a few minutes why why does Dafka have to be a widow? Can't it just be a Psula also? Anyways. We said if you have a, a, a priest who's married to a widow, and then um, uh, he, the husband, goes to Elwood, and the brother is the high priest. So in that case, so the regular priest, right, Ruvain the priest, was allowed to be married to Sarah the widow. But when Ruvain goes to Elwood, so Shimon the high priest cannot do Yibam with her. Now the question is, why does it have to be that Ruvain, the priest, is married to Sarah, the widow. Can't they just be engaged? After all, if Ruvain, the priest, dies and they're just engaged, so then still she's considered a widow and Shimon, the high priest, would be unable to do Yibam with her anyway. So why do they have to be married? Isn't it enough to just be engaged? Friends, you hear the kasha. Says the Gemara, my area, the Tani Nasa, this Nekidesh. Why does the Mishnah specifically have to say that they're married? Can't they just be engaged? So if you're going to say, well, if Ruvain, the priest, is married to Sare the Ammon, so then there's two things, you know, against this relationship between Shimon, the high priest, right? Meaning Ruvain, the priest, is married to Sare the Ammon, and then the brother Shimon, the high priest, if Ruvain was married to Sare, so then there's two strikes against the relationship between Shimon and Sarah, which is, well, if they were married, then they had intercourse, so she's no longer a basula. And so that's a, that's an essay, right? Because says, to the exclusion of a baula, and she's a baula. And also, um, they're not allowed to take an amona. So there's an essay and a losaise. So if we're saying, so the point of Ruvain being married to Sarah is that now that they're married, so it's an essay and a lota essay against Shimon the high priest marrying Sarah, and therefore the Asay of Yibum is not strong enough to overpower, to override the Asay and Lotai say uh, uh, against marrying Sarah, as we've seen in the past. Avakidesh, but in, or in the case of engagement, so it's just a, um, it would be a Lotai say of Amonolosikach, but she's, she is still a Basula if it was from the Arisen. And so, in that, and so in that case, in the essay of Yibum will override the negative commandment of Amon Sikach. Right? So, 
So, but for the Gemara, that's, I hear the logic, but, but in practice, that's not really going to be relevant because, um, I mean, if you just look at our Mishnah, it's chock full of stuff that are simply a lotase, for example, a mamzer or a chalal, right? These are situations of a lotase. And still we're saying, don't do yibum because the ase is not toch the lotase. So, so, Meaning, we don't, and we don't ask that question by a mamzer, for example. So, the fact, you know, so, 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 you know, the fact that, um, you know, even if they were just engaged and it would only be a lav of Amon Sikach, that would still be enough, seemingly, for us to say that it's not allowed. So, so we're still trying to figure out why do they dafka have to be married? Can it be enough that they are engaged? Uh, one second. I'm gonna, oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna, Move this chair. Remember I mentioned the other day the sun was deflecting off the chair and I said I was a man of action. So I wasn't just going to complain. I was going to do something about it. And friends, I'm going to do that again now. Excuse me, one second. Crisis averted. Except that I think the sun actually might be deflecting off the floor. So moving the chair doesn't necessarily help. But let's go weiter. Um, all right. Now that you lost your train of thought. Mishum de kabai lemisne seifa. Oh. So my answer is you know why um, it says that Ruven is Davka married to Sarah and not just engaged. Well, because if you look at the end of the Mishnah, when it talks about, um, when it talks about what? Vasuris um, where am I? Asuris Right? We were giving examples of situations where the marriage is not allowed and the Yibum is not allowed. And it says, And it says there, a coin gadol who marries an almane, a coin gadol who marries an almane, and it says v'yeshla ach coin gadol o coin hedget, and he's got a brother who's either a high priest or a regular priest. So here you have a situation of a coin gadol who's married to an almane, and we say that even if he dies, so then you don't do yibum with his brother, even if he's just a regular priest, because. Um, they were mamish married and because they were married. She right. So so because one second. There, there are people talking now. One second. It's distracting. One second. So in that case, they dafka have to be married, right? Because we're saying that you have this high priest who was married to an almana, right? And we're saying that if he dies, even if the brother is just a regular coin, a coin hedget, still they would be the the coin hedget. The brother would be unable to marry. The Amana. Now, in general, a Kohen Hedget is allowed to marry an Amana. But in this case, Dafka, because they were married, so she becomes a Chalala, and then the brother is not allowed to marry her anymore. So therefore, because in that case, we Dafka had to say uh, marriage, uh, so Dafka Nosa, so specifically marriage, the Shavi Chalala, now she's a Chalala, and therefore she cannot marry the brother who's just a regular Kohen Hedget, Aval Kidesh, Shariyala, but if they were just engaged, so she never became a Chalala, so then she, so then, in that case, the brother who's a regular coin would be allowed to do yibum with her. So, in that case, the davka needs to be married, so she's a halala, so tananami resha, nasa. So therefore, or, you know, the first part of the Mishnah, when it says that you have the coin hedget who's married to the amone, so then, you know, if he dies and the brother's a coin gadol, but, um, yeah, it could, it could have been engaged also. But because in the end we're talking about marriage, so in the, in the ratio also we talk about marriage. But why do we have to say marriage? Because at the end of the Mishnah we talk about marriage. What if we look about in the middle of the Mishnah? What do we say? 
we said, What are examples where the Yibum is permitted, but the marriage is not? So, If you have a Kohen Gadol, who is Mekadesh and Amana, so that, so the marriage is not allowed, Vishlach Koyen Hejit, but the brother's a Koyen Hejit. So, so she could then do Yibum with the brother. Now that's Davka where they were engaged, because if they were married, then she would be a Halal, and she would not be able to do Yibum with the brother. So their Davka, it's talking about where they're engaged. So, Fakti Gemara, how come we're jumping to the end of the Mishnah, where it talks about marriage, and therefore because the end of the Mishnah talks about marriage, the beginning of the Mishnah needs to talk about marriage. But if we look in the middle of the Mishnah, it's talking about engagement. So why don't we compare it to the middle of the Mishnah? Say it's talking about engagement, and therefore let's talk about engagement in the first part of the Mishnah as well, right? Right. Let's see. with a widow. So that's of course not allowed. The Kohen is not allowed to be with the widow, but they only did kiddushin. And there's a brother who's a Kohen Hedjit. So if he goes, to, if, if the if the Kohen Gadol goes to Wellwoods, then the brother could do. Yibum, and therefore there it's davka engagement. So again, so why in the ratio do we talk about marriage? First, we want to say, well, because the sefer talks about marriage, but in the, in the middle of the mishnah it talks about engagement. So kilo, I don't know why. Why compare it to the sefer? Compare it to the middle. So elamishum basbuksa. Rather, no. The reason why the ratio of the mishnah mentions marriage is because if you look at the very next case in the mishnah, what's the very next case in the mishnah? That if you have a Cholol who marries a Ksheire and he has a brother who's just a regular old Kohen, so in that case it's Davka marriage, because if it was only engagement, then she would, then she's a Ksheire, she's, right? Meaning it's Davka through marriage and they have intercourse, then she becomes a Cholola, and in that case she's not allowed to marry the brother. But, um, but in this case, um, but, uh, um, in this, Case, Davka, they were married, and therefore she's not allowed to do Yibum with the brother who, right, because she becomes a Halala, then she can't do Yibum with the brother who's a Kasha Kayin. So therefore, since in that case, it needs to Davka be marriage where she becomes a Halala, so therefore in the ratio, we also mentioned marriage. So again, Mishumbak Bas Buksu, because of the neighboring case, the Kabbalah Chalol Shanos Akshere, a Halal who marries Akshere, so they're allowed to be married together, but she becomes a Halala. So, Taima Denosa, the reason is because the Davka married the Shavi Halala, but if they would be engaged, um, then, then she would be allowed to do Yibum with the brother. So therefore, because in that case, we have got to mention marriage, that's why it mentions marriage, and that's why also by the um, Reisha, by the Kohen Hejid, who marries a Amona, uh, it's talking about marriage as well, and not simply engagement. Oh, so now, friends, you hear the Kasha? What, no, as I, as I pointed out at least once before, the first clause in the Mishnah, it says that if you have a, uh, Koyen Hejit, Ruven's a Koyen Hejit, and he's married to a widow, so then, if he goes to Wellwood, his brother who's a Koyen Gadol cannot do Yibum with, uh, Sarah, his widow. The thing is, even if Ruven was married to Sarah and Sarah was a Besula, still, the fact of the matter is, when they get married, and then, Ruven goes to Wellwood, she's now a widow. And even if when they got married, she's a Basula, the fact of the matter is now that Ruven's in Wellwood, so Sara is a widow. And because of that, Shimon the high priest cannot do Yibim with her anyways. So why does it matter that Ruven was married to Sara who's in Amane? Even if she was a Basula, Shimon the high priest would be unable to do Yibim with her.
So, fact, How come the Mishnah Davka mentions a, that Reuven's married to a widow? Even if you, even if he was married to a Basula, um, um, Shimon the high priest would be unable to do Yibum with her. Because at the end of the day, when Ruvain dies, she becomes an Ammon. mapilin. Oh, and if you're going to say, well, maybe this Tana holds that we go based on the state at the time of the marriage. And therefore, if at the time that Ruvain married Sarah, she was a Besula, so then she would be able to do Yibum with Shimon the high priest. And therefore, we have to say that it's talking about that at the time that Reuven got married to Sarah, she was already an Ammon. She was already Ammon. She was already an Ammon. But if at the time that they got married, she was a Basula, so then Shimon would be able to do Yibim. But Hare Cholol Shnosukshere. But what about we had a situation of a Cholol who marries a Kshere, and we say that if the Cholol goes to Wellwood, so then the brother who's a who's a, a, a Koyin, a regular Koyin who's not a Cholol. Oh, one second. There's people talking loudly again. One second. Okay, they stopped temporarily. So we say in that case, um, um, the uh, so in that case, if a chalal marries a kshere, so then the brother, who's a regular kain, is unable to do yibum with her, right? The thing, right? Because she became a chalala when they got married. When the chalal marries the kshere, now they have intercourse, then she becomes a chalala, and maybe she can't do even with the brother anymore. But if we're saying that it's based on the time when they got married, but the time they got married, she was a kshere. So clearly we're not doing it based on the time that they got married. Okay? We don't say that we go based on the time that they got married. So in this case, the reason why we say Ammonet is definitely has to do with the Seifa, with later on in the Mishnah, Mishum de Kabay, the Mishnah Seifa, what do we say later on? Because we said that um, in a situation where a Koyin Godol, a high priest, marries an Ammonet, which is not allowed, and then... Um, the high priest goes to Wellwood, so even if his brother is a regular priest, so they'd be unable to do Yibum, and there it's Dafka because a Kohen Gadol married an Amone. If she was a Besula, then that would be completely fine. So Dafka Amone Ava Besula Chazile, you know, if it was a regular, if the brother is a regular priest, he'd be able to marry a Besula who's now an Amone. That's no problem. Mishumachi Ketani Amone. So therefore, because in the Sefer Dafka, it was talking about an Amone, a widow, so therefore we mentioned the ratio, also a widow, but yes, technically speaking, um, it could have worked with a Besula as well, that if uh, Ruvain's a regular priest, he's married to a Besula and he dies and now she's an Amona, still the Kohen Gadol, the, the brother of the high priest, would be unable to do Yibam with her because she's an Amona now. Now says the Gemara, Masculor of Papa. Oh, so Papa asks Akasha, If we in fact paskin, if we in fact rule like the following statement that Rav Dimi taught in the name of Rav Yochanan, Mitzri Sheni, Shenosa Mitzvah Rishona Bino Sheni. Friends, we learned recently about Egyptians marrying into the congregation. We said that, well, 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 converting to Judaism. And then we said for the first two generations, once they convert, they are not allowed to marry into the congregation. But from generation three, they are allowed to marry into the congregation. Now, um, if we rule in accordance with what Ravdimi said, the name of Rav Yochanan, which is that a Mitzri, who's a second generation convert, who marries a first generation Mitzris, 
their child will be a second generation, right? Because the child is born to a first generation mitzvah, so the child becomes a second generation. So have a b'sheni have. So listening nami. So then we're missing a case in the Mishnah. We should also, right, the Mishnah was listing all sorts of situations where the marriage is permitted and then maybe the Yibu, right, maybe the marriage is permitted or not permitted, the Yibu is permitted, not permitted, right? So why, let's talk about Mitzri's. Mitzri Shani, Shinotza Shtei Mitzri's. What if you have a Mitzri who's a Shani, a second generation Mitzri convert who's married to two Mitzri's? Achas Vishon One is a first generation Mitzri's convert. And the other is a second generation. And they have children. Right? So you have a second generation Mitzri who's married to a first generation Mitzris and a second generation Mitzris. They have children, which means that the children of Mele are respectively a second generation Mitzri and a third generation Mitzri. Right? So now, Inosiv Ki or Chayu. So if the second, right? So I guess assuming that there are boys, let's say. So you have a second generation boy and a third generation boy. So if the second generation marries a second generation girl and the third generation boy marries a third generation girl, right? Because a, right, a, uh, well, a, a third generation basically marries a, a, a basisro, right? So meaning a second generation Mitzri convert boy marries a second generation Mitzris convert girl. And the third generation marries a basisro. So Mutarus Levileen. So in that case, Mazel tov, right? The second generation Mitzri can be married to the second generation Mitzris. The third generation Mitzri can now marry into the congregation. So they're permitted to their husbands. Vasuris leave main. But what happens if the second generation Mitzri goes to Wellwood? So now the third generation Mitzri is going to have to do Yibum with uh, the second generation Mitzri, but, that, but that's not okay. Or if the third generation Mitzri goes to Wellwood, so in the second generation, Mitzri is going to have to do Yibam with a Bas Yisrael, which is also not okay. And if you do the opposite, where the second generation married a Bas Yisrael, and the third generation married a, a, Bas, a Mitzri Shani, so then the marriage would not be okay, but if they respectively go to Wellwood, so then Yibam would be okay. Yibam would be okay, but marriage would not be. What would be an example where Marriage is permitted, Yibum is permitted, well, if they married uh, converts, right? If the second generation Mitzri married a Gioris, so assuming that a, that a Mitzri, that Gioris is not considered Kohol, so then a second generation Mitzri, Mitzri would be allowed to marry a Gioris, and also obviously a third generation Mitzri who's allowed to marry into the congregation would be able to marry a Gioris, because, you know, Gioris can marry, uh, a regular Gioris can marry anybody. So, so, well, well, not a coin, I guess. Um, but anyways, so in that case, uh, everybody, right, this Gioris would be able to marry a second generation Mitzri, third generation Mitzri, no problem. So both, you know, everything would be permitted. Asuris le'elu v'le'elu ailonis. But um, if an ailonis, right, so, um, for example, if you have a second generation Mitzri who marries a, um, a ailonis Bas Yisrael, so he's not allowed to marry Bas Yisrael, and if, um, she, uh, and if the second generation Mitzri goes to Wellwood, so then she would be unable to do even with the third generation Mitzri because, uh, uh, the whole point is to make a name for the brother and she's, she's not able to have children, so there won't be a name. So in that case, um, you know, she's not allowed both to be married as well as to, to Yibum. So, Frakta Gemara, why is this case of the Mitzris not included in the Mishnah, together with all these marriages and yibums and permitted and forbidden, Tanavishayr. 
So Gemara says, good kasha. Good flipping kasha. You know why it's not in the Mishnah? It should be. It could be. The Mishnah left it out. It didn't give every example. It left it out. My shire die shire. Well, what else did it leave out? What else did it leave out? Okay, apparently it didn't list anything. It's not a comprehensive list. What else did it leave out? Shire p'tuadaka. Oh, left out a p'tuadaka. Right, p'tuadaka is right. Right, they're not allowed to marry into the congregation. But if there's a brother, you know, the brother would be okay, etc. But if the brother is also p'tuadaka, then it wouldn't be okay, right? All, all that kind of stuff. So you mentioned p'tuadaka, lav shira, shira. No, p'tuadaka. No, 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 it's not leaving out p'tuadaka. Datana le chayvelavin, because the Mishnah, the Mishnah, after all, did mention chayvelavin, things that are prohibited, and p'tuadaka is prohibited. Atu chayvelavin milo katani vadutani. Yeah, but the chayvelavin, it mentioned a whole bunch of chayvelavin, mentioned mamzer, mentioned chalos, all sorts of things, and yet it left out p'tuadaka. So we see that p'tuadaka was left out. So Valkatani, where am I? Right, Valkatani, Koyin Hejit, Shinosa Amone, right, after all, right, we had a different, uh, lobs, right, we mentioned the Koyin Hejit, who's married to Amone, and there's the brother who's the high priest, Vichol Shinosa Ksher, and there's the brother who's, uh, right, Cholol, who marries a Ksher, and then she becomes a Cholala, then there's the brother who's a Koyin Kosher, right? So we talked about different lavin in the Mishnah. Yeah, but I eat three Chalei, Lashmuinen, could you have Yehuda? Yeah, but we need those cases to teach us, like, Rav Yudah, Amr of, that when it comes to like chalos and stuff, the problem is with a koyin, a kosher koyin marrying a chalala. That's not okay. But a kosher girl or a kosher kohenes or a basisrael, anybody, is allowed to marry a chalala. That's okay, right? So a koyin is not allowed to marry a chalala, somebody who's not allowed to marry, but... Um, a, a koyin who's a chalal is allowed to marry a, a ksher. Fine. And that's um, fine. So that's what we learn now from the fact that we mention the um, chalal shanosa ksher. But still, but we also talked about if you have Yisrael who's married to Yisrael and there's a brother who's a mamzer, which is a lav. How come we needed to do that? How come we needed to teach that? What's special about that? That just seems to be like a random lav that we're including. And why didn't we also include p'tuadak? Sounds like we left out things. No, that's also not just random. Because it's letting us now know. Because up until now, we were talking about things that are not equal to everybody. We're talking about Kohanim, Kohen Gadol, regular Kohens. Those are only, you know, relevant for specific groups of people, Kohanim. But now we're saying Mamzer. Mamzer is something that could be Shaykh to anybody. So also we're not wasting an example there. It's necessary. But Akatani Yisrael Shenosa. So there, here we could change things around. But Yisrael Shenosa Bas Yisrael Veishlach Mamzer. But what about we also mentioned that if you have a Yisrael who's married to a Yisrael and there's a um, and there uh, 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 Yisrael is married to a Bas Yisrael and there's a um, brother who is a Mamzer. Sorry, I'm just looking something up. Um, Yisrael Shenosa. Wait, Veishlach Mamzer. No. Valkatani Yisrael Shenosa Mamzer is Veishlach Yisrael. Right, so in that case, I don't know why they switched that around. But anyways, right there, so there are other cases of mamzer as well. Why did we have to list those? So, rather, yeah, it does seem that the Mishnah is listing a whole bunch of lavin 
um, even though it didn't necessarily need to learn out specific things from those lab. And so it sounds like the Mishnah is listing a whole bunch of things, but it is not a comprehensive list. And therefore, Tzuadaka was left out, but also Mitzri is left out. Uh, you know, um, it was not a comprehensive list. Friends, uh, we're going to stop here for that Pedalad. Um, that was sort of the beginning of the uh, ninth parak of Mesechta Yuvamus. We're moving along over here. We're already in, in the middle of the pays. Friends, we're really moving along here. Masechta Yuvamus, we talked about all sorts of situations where marriage is allowed, Yibum is not allowed, Yibum is allowed, marriage is not allowed, all sorts of these configurations that we're sort of getting used to um, and learning about Masechta Yuvamus. Friends, that was Daf Pedal, Masechta Yuvamus. I hope you enjoyed. Peace out.